0: Guys, I want to talk about hydration for a second. Your body is an ultimate high-performance machine, so it's very important to hydrate and stay fueled for your next workout. Zen Water Alkaline Water is our recommendation for Ultimate Fitness Water. The Ultra-Pure Ionized 9.5 pH Alkaline Water is the only beverage in bottles made from 100% recycled certified ocean bond plastic cleaning coastlines with every sip. Also, Zen Water donates 1% of all sales to domestic organizations committed to ocean conservation and recycling education and advocacy. So you still not convinced? Well guess what? We are offering an exclusive 10% off Zen Water. Simply head to zenwater.com that's and use code Iron 10 at checkout. So that's Z-E-N-W-T-R.com and discount code G-E-N-I-R-O-N and number 10. I've been drinking this water for the last couple of months. It tastes amazing and I actually feel great because helping the environment, helping the oceans is very important, guys. So you twist the cap and Zen Water will do the rest. What's up, guys? This is Vlad, and we are back to the Generation Iron Podcast. Today, I'm talking to a very special guest. Now, this guy achieved some of the top accolades in bodybuilding. We're talking about five Arnold Classic titles and four Olympia titles, which is incredible. Now, he was able to achieve all this while being in a wheelchair. Um, yes, he's part of the wheelchair division of bodybuilding. Uh, we spoke to him before, and this time we're talking about more further about his career and what it takes to be a wheelchair bodybuilder. Now, it is, you know, a bodybuilding is extreme enough of a sport where it's extremely difficult to um, be part of any division of bodybuilding. But when we're talking about being in a wheelchair, it's extremely difficult, and it takes a whole new level of dedication. So today, we're talking to one of the best wheelchair bodybuilders of all time, Harold Kelly. Great to see you, man.
1: Man, it's good to be on, yeah.
0: Last time I spoke to you, you were three-time uh, Olympia champion. Now you're a four-time Olympia champion.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just brought the fourth time home uh, after some more hard work,
0: you know? Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that, man. That's that's an amazing call. Oh, man. man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, four championship titles, that's, you know, that's already like, you can pretty much retire right now and be good, right? I mean, you don't need to prove anything else. I, I'm
1: sorry, I didn't hear that.
0: Four-time champion, I mean, you pretty much can retire right now from the sport if you really think about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's... no. Oh,
1: no. We're not,
0: no. we not doing that. So what, what's so what's the goal, man? Are you trying to go for eight, nine, ten? What, what do you think?
1: Man, just as long as my body holds up, as long as I feel I'm looking good, um, it's unlimited. I don't even have a goal, really. It just, wherever I feel good at... Uh, if I feel that we still can good look good, get on stage, and bring as many as I can bring, I am 50 years old, so it ain't like it's gonna be you know 20 and 30. I am 50 years old, so within the next 10 years, I'm I'm, I'm feeling good.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, every year with the prep, right? Does the prep for you personally does it get more and more difficult? You know what I mean, or does it get easier? You know what I mean? How how would you describe it's, that? The prep, the prep get kind of routine in a sense. Um,
1: it just more things get added on my plate, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, being that we do have, me and my wife have multiple businesses, it gets, it get kind of tax, uh, taxing to do the business and get yourself prepared. Um, the prep is kind of similar, but at the same time you look at yourself, you want to make some changes and, uh, bring up more and bring a better package the next year. Mm-hmm. which I have no problem in doing that because I still have a lot of growing to do. I still have a lot of filling in to do it. I'm not maxing my body out, as you can see. I'm still small compared to like big bodybuilders. Um, so there's always room for improvement. But at the same time, the only hardness to get to it is the trying to juggle it with everything else we got going on.
0: Mm-hmm. What about, does it take a toll on your body? Obviously, so you mentioned you're 50 years old, right? You've been doing it consistently for, for many years. Does it take a toll on your body? Does it get more difficult from the physical standpoint?
1: With me, no, not with me. I can I can see with the bigger bodybuilders, you know. Mm-hmm. With me, no, it actually is it's helping me long uh, longevity um, because now I'm paying more attention to my body, and my system, getting blood work done, going to the doctor more frequent, um, and I'm doing all the right things, and I'm not I'm not like you know. Uh, Blowing my system out too, whereas it's damaging. Um, again, I'm weighing around right 180 mm-hmm. at the max, mm-hmm. so I'm not doing extreme stuff to uh, get myself no 250 pounds and 260 pounds and 280 pounds. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. Are you trying and to put? A, 60,
0: are you trying to put on I'm more 61. muscle every year? <sighs> I get bigger essentially, not, you know, physically.
1: Not every year. I don't try it. Like last year, I didn't try to put on more muscle. My, last year uh main goal was to get more conditioning. I could see my muscles my conditioning was overriding my 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 uh my my muscles. So last year my focus was more conditioning than anything else. I already have the muscle. Now you gotta think about our class too, our class uh it's not a lot of people. So it's not like I'm really worried about a lot of guys bigger than me. So my biggest thing is make sure I'm conditioned because I'm one of the biggest guys so I'm more worried, worried about more conditioning than anything else. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um is it true that Phil Heath is you know one of your inspirations in bodybuilding?
1: Yeah, he's most definitely one of my top um um inspirations. Looking at his physique mm-hmm. um at his peak, man, his his physique is phenomenal and, and and that's my that's my goal to have that that 240 250, 250 260 solid look, well-rounded uh muscle um muscle bellies and with the the um how can I say the uh the symmetry. Mm-hmm. Everything is nice together. Um nothing is missing and everything looks looks together.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I feel like he definitely yeah. is one one of the best. Uh, like the Yeah. Like not maybe not I, I don't know if you can call him the best, but definitely one of the best.
1: Exactly, one of the best. Because the best is a is a subject to a person mm-hmm. opinion. Exactly. Um, um the best, you know. That's that's our opinion. That what's best to you, what's best to me, is two different things. But when you look at him, when he don't have any missing parts, nothing missing—the bellies, the size, the symmetry, um, the smoothness, the look, the hardness—I mean, he has—he has. I mean, he hitting hitting all cylinders.
0: It's interesting. I think if Phil didn't have that uh, surgery, you know, the issue that he had, uh, the injury that he was dealing with, you know, I feel like he would still be the reigning champion, possibly.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's no doubt, um, it's no doubt. Even when he he lost, to uh, Sean, um, Sean looked phenomenal, phenomenal guy, phenomenal person, at, at all the way around. And you know, we, we definitely miss Sean. Um, when you look at the comparison between the two, uh, still Phil still looks great sitting sitting beside Sean. That looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just he just have a real good look all the way around. Can't beat those muscle bellies. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat those muscle bellies.
0: Is it true that you, uh, obviously, you know, you you said before that back is your uh, signature uh, body part you're proud of, right? Yeah, I feel my
1: back um, is my signature body part. At the same time, um, I've noticed um, that I want to emphasize my back just a little bit more in detail. You know, every year you look at yourself, every year you do this sport, you try and better yourself. So as I look at my, my physique, even even winning, I'm trying to find out where I can better this or better that. Like last year, my focus goal was my shoulders and um, my triceps. And, um, and this year, after looking back at my pictures, we, we've come up with another game plan where we want to we um, make better. So we, we're working on that right now for the Arnold.
0: Is it true that you said somewhere that um, you would love to have your back compared to Dexter Jackson's back? Phil Heath, um, somebody else you said. Is that true? Did you say yeah, that?
1: it's not really. It's just not really compared to say I'm going to beat them. It's just line us up all back shots right beside each other and just look at them together, you know. Because mm-hmm. looking at one person back and then closing your eyes and looking at another person back, it's, everyone looks great by themselves. Line up side by side. And that's what I want to see. I want to see how different mine is from theirs, mm-hmm. right side by side. Now you can tell the difference. Now I can say, okay, I know now I actually see what I need to work on and how I need to pull that part and make it come up to this part right here. Mm -hmm. You know, when you side by side, you really see the differences. It's hard to see the difference from a picture to picture, but side by side, you see the difference.
0: Yeah, pictures is tough, right? Because, you know, you you see like those uh, fantasy pictures when they take like Phil Heath and like Ronnie Coleman, and then put them like in the same picture, right? And like, Yeah. But it's still not the same as it, actually being next to him. No,
1: team. it doesn't serve a gesture, but when mm-hmm. you put Ronnie Coleman right beside Flex Wheeler and you put it side by side, now you can see the difference, you know, when mm-hmm. you put these guys beside each other, when you put Jay Cutler beside Ronnie Coleman and it's side by side right on the same stage at the same time, you see the difference. Ain't no bust about it, you see the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now you mentioned Sean Roden, right? Um, he yeah. Obviously, you know, tragically passed away just, yeah. just uh, recently. Uh, what impact his death had on uh, on you personally?
1: And Sean, man, um, Sean's a good guy. I mean, I, I spoke to Sean frequently. Uh, always a good-hearted person to talk to. Um, it just with with those recent deals, especially, and then with um, uh, George also right there it's ironic because i looked through my phone at that at that olympia i just said hey to sean took a picture with him and said hey to john um, um, uh, george at the same time i had my phone and it just reflect me to like what do i need to be doing to um emphasize on 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 a few things and um you know a guy a guy a uh, comment um before on on instagram and i was like Feel like you know bodybuilders are, are down at early age, and I'm like, well, let's let's do the comparison. I say it's 150,000 people die every day. 150,000. This is before Corona. Uh, Census says in 2018, 150,000 people die every day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, only on a handful of my bodybuilders. So let's not even overemphasize that. Let's not let's not dwell on that. You know how many people die in carson every day? Let's let's not even go there. But mm-hmm. at the same time. You know, you got to do your homework. You got to make sure you're taking getting your blood work done. Um, You're taking all the precautions that make your body. uh, You're maximizing your body, so make sure you're taking everything. Make sure everything's working properly. Then that's the biggest thing, you know. um, What he's what he experienced, what everyone experienced, in in the situations and uh, to each his own. You know, you don't know what else going on internally with someone, um, but he's an individual. He's an individual. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's sad that the stereotype of group of uh, people or someone else's um, um, passing away or when God says that time for them, it's that time mm-hmm. for them. And it, it's, it's incredible how how, how society will, will categorize this. Um, that man is an individual. He's a person, he's a being, he has a father. Um, and, and, and if there was that time for him, it was that time for him. And that's how, that's how I see it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um... Now you mentioned George Peterson, obviously, right? George the Bull Peterson. Um, no, he passed away. Yeah. During a, like right. a day before the Olympia, at the actual right. Orlando, right? right? So you you, right. you were there, obviously, right? Um, yeah. How did you yeah. hear about his passing? And like, what, what sort of like immediately went you know when in your mind? Like, talk about that experience. Oh, come again? I didn't get that last bit. I'm sorry. How did you hear? How did you hear about um, George's death? Um, and, like,
1: what what? It was announced. I mean. Yeah. It was announced, and um, you know, at that particular time when it was announced, it hit hard um, at that particular time. Um, but you know, with myself, with, with personally, I, with I'm am an individual person, man. Um, and and I know God's always in the control of things, and that's how I see life. Um, so I didn't I didn't make a hoop and holler about it, you know, in a sense. It did touch home because whenever you lose someone that you care for, um, you're gonna feel it. So mm. I just left it as that. No other comment was made because, again, this this guy have you know family, you know whoever is around him. You don't want to say anything that's derogatory towards their their you know his surrounding and his people that's 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 uh that's weeping for his loss. So why would you why would you even worsen that you know? That's What's going on with it and let it let, leave it alone? If you're not even in the circle of it, leave it alone, especially mm-hmm. the ones that's not even in the circle of it. I have so many people don't even know the guy who really don't know him going to comment. Why are you comment? You don't even know this guy, right? You know, I met him, talked to him a few, a few times, I still don't know him, mm-hmm. so I'm quiet. I'm, I'm, I'm quiet. That's how I am. My mom told me, Man, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, should just shut up, don't say nothing at all, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know, you don't know the circumstances, you know, I could pass tomorrow. And as soon as I pass, most people will be like, "Oh, he's doing this and he's doing that," but you don't know that. I fell off my motorcycle. <laughs> it's always the after effect when people find out. But the initial is, you know, that's it's negative. So uh, I'm not that guy that carry on stuff like that.
0: No, I I, I agree with you. And unfortunately, you know, we we'll live in a world of social media, right? And it's always becomes a huge. I'm um, sorry, we got a bad connection. I, I can barely hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I can't I can I can barely hear you. Right now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you
1: now. now I can. Yeah. Oh, you can
0: hear? Okay. Uh I, I said I'm, unfortunately we go. live in a world of social media and the social media just becomes a very toxic place, especially when a tragedy happens. It becomes even worse because of social media, I feel like, right?
1: It's very it's it's very bad, man. Um you know, social media's is, is attention is good, but a lot of people use it for negativity, man, and and that's the worst part about it, man. Because back in the day, as social media wasn't around, when you know, when a, when a, when someone passed away, magazine-wise, you don't hit a negative recourse from it. You know, he was a great guy, positive this, positive that. That's it. But everyone want to spread their personal opinion towards something that they have no full understanding on, is 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 tremendous.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talk about your prep uh, and your training. Um, you know, sort of like I know. Obviously, you train very hard, right? Do you do you usually train to uh, to failure or like how many? You know, how do you break down your training? Like as far as you know, um, sets and reps.
1: Um, my my training is kind of like in phases. Um, I would say um, if I'm four months out, four months out, five months out, you know, it's building stage, um, mm-hmm. building building. So um, I'm always doing sets of twenties. Two sets of twenties, fifteen, twelve, pyramid and down, and I'll go down to the, the eight, six uh, for the builder exercise. And then I got toning exercises also, but I'll combine those together. Now, when I get three months out, two months out, I'm still gonna go to heavy, but I'm 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 doing more. I'm doing more than five five exercises per muscle group. I'm doing maybe six, seven exercises uh, per muscle group. Um, and then when you get down to the last month. Um, Depends on the feel. I may go really heavy. At the same time, I'm still doing maybe eight, maybe nine different exercises for that muscle group. So I'm really detailing that muscle group more than anything else. But I'm always doing the 20 reps, 15 reps, 12 reps, 10 reps. Um, I don't, I don't, and that's superset and even quad sets. I may do four exercises together. I may do three exercises together, but I'm always doing a superset. But um, when I like five months, four or five months out, you may see me do one exercise, just one that gets a breather and do it, get a breather and do it. But most of them doing supersets. That's that's majority of the time. And then go to three set three three exercises and then they go to four exercises in, in a in a superset.
0: I see. So usually three or four exercises per body part, right?
1: Um, three or four exercises. No, 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 no. Uh, Seven to eight exercises, but I'm doing three exercises oh, together. I see. I may okay. do the tricep. Yeah. Okay, I may do the it. tricep cable push down. I may bend over do the tricep kickback, and I may do a bench press tricep. That's one clip. That's one round. Mm-hmm. And I may do that round like six times. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Wow, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got the whole gym locked down in this corner over here when we're working out. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you own the gym, yeah. right? You got your own gym.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's- mainly I work out a lot at Fitness Connection. Um, but I own my gym. I do one-on-one. We do one-on-one personal training. My wife, you know, she's a bodybuilder too. So we do a lot of one-on-one personal training and I have like six trainers that work at my gym and they have their clients there also. And so it's a, it's a a studio gym. It's private gym. Um, next phase is going to be a big gym. Maybe like, maybe like 15,000 square feet, 20,000 square feet. Then I'll probably be doing more and more. Something like the, um, the dragon's lair, like, um, like, um, flex got, but something really nice and big next wave.
0: That's amazing. So you, you mentioned your wife is a bodybuilder.
1: Yeah, she did women's physique. She's not a pro, um, but she does women physique, and um, she's been at it just, just as long as we've been at it together, about twenty years. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: That's great, man. How do you feel about how do you feel about yeah. women's bodybuilding making a comeback at Olympia?
1: Man, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, um, I think it's it's, it's well overdue. Um, because these girls, these girls make a decision, and, and this is the thing about it, is, and most people have their own opinion, not my opinion is this right here, if a person make a decision to, to want to grow their body to where they want to, and they're they 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 comfortable of mm-hmm. doing that and want that for themselves, then that's their decision. Uh, I hear a lot of negativities. Or oh, girls should be that big, and other this, that, another. I'm like, look, no, that's their decision. She was born with that body. She made her decision to do what she want to do, and that that was it. And that's hers. Mm-hmm. And then now she want to put it on stage and and show what her hard work, you know, what, what her hard work looks like. Right. And again, people got so much opinion towards something, and and they sitting home eating potato chips. I had a guy, <laughs> I had a guy, you know, commented mm-hmm. on my deal told, told another guy like, Oh, why is he got 130? He can't even control the weights and he lifting too much. And another guy said, um, don't, don't you see he's in a wheelchair. He has a weight belt on and it's, is it's phenomenal that he can put 135 dumbbells over his head, um, two of them and do a shoulder press. Mm-hmm. And the guy came back again, come comment said that, uh, what did he say? Um, you know, you know that guy's dying early using steroids or whatever. And, the guy was like and the other guy commented back to him and I jumped in I told the guy who was defending me I was like I man I appreciate everything I said but you 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 responding to a person that's telling a four-year Mr. Olympia and six time <laughs> Arnold Classic winner that he's lifting weights improper. Yeah. Some people you do not even need to respond to at all at I mean, all, at all. <laughs> you already know what you when you hear this and you know what you're dealing with and if he's thinking that way there's nothing, you just um, his mindset. So don't even waste your time. <laughs> yeah, man. I said thank you for thank you for your support, <laughs> and I even comment on the other guy. There's no use.
0: Yeah. There's no use. Pointless, completely pointless. Yeah, completely pointless.
1: pointless. Yeah, Absolutely. but I do. I I would like to say um um that. Me and the guys in the wheelchair, we've been um, making videos and whatnot, and. We really wish the uh, the um, different companies will pick up more of us in sponsorship because it's hard. It's hard for us to get us from point A to point B. And even though we're doing the exact same work, like you just asked me, what sets I'm doing, how much I lift, you see I lift heavy. We're doing the exact same thing all the other bodybuilders doing, but we'll get no, no contracts or... Don't get me wrong. I can say no. We'll be getting a holler any. I have one. Uh, I thank uh, Redcon 1 for supporting me uh, and giving me a contract, my first contract ever. Um, and then a few guys got got a contract. But uh, the full ride, the, the pay for the flight, pay for the hotel fee, pay for the stuff that these guys in the wheelchairs trying to compete. And we'll be at a lot more, but more of these guys need these, need these contracts. And also the promoters being able to do uh, – even in the prize money. I mean, if you see the prize money, you know, in regards to winning Miss Olympia, it's, uh, you do it. We do it because we love doing it. We love getting about itself in in, in shape, and we love presenting it to the world. But at the same time, you know, we were asking the promoters to definitely give back towards that. Just like treat us like the rest of the classes, you know. Um, I know. I think man. we were. I think we were all deserving. Now, maybe the first year, second year, third year, maybe. But we're ten. We're ten, eleven years in. So it shouldn't take 10, 11 years before you realize that. Okay. Oh,
0: they are doing the work, you know? No, I, I feel you, man. It's just it's so tough, you know? I feel like it's, you know, there's so many different divisions now and they all feel like they deserve, you know what I mean? Prize money, sponsorships. And it's just, you know, it's a tough situation. I feel like what needs to happen is, honestly, it's, if you want my opinion, like how to get more money into wheelchair bodybuilding is basically it's about you know, individuals like yourself. You know what I mean. Specific individuals, just just kind of like becoming, just growing. You know what I mean. Growing, following, and and it's not so much about maybe the division. Even it's about like personalities. You know what I mean. Like how how big can can you know each each guy can get. You know what I'm saying as far as like. His, his own like, you know what I mean? People get interested in him, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But uh, of course, wheelchair yeah. is, as a whole, as a division, I feel like it's it's absolutely fantastic. And, and you know, it's really interesting to watch. It's not just about like, you know, let's give him a division and like, you know, support him, but it's really just about, it's a good competition, you know? Like guys like yourself, yeah. I mean, you you, the, yeah. you you bring the competition, you know what I'm saying? You bring the competitive edge, you know what I mean?
1: Right, right. And so, yeah. that's, that's the thing about it. I think the first few years we have proved that. And like you just said, I think I think we have proved that. And um and yeah, you like you said, every every class wanna a little a little more in the payoff, but just put us on those classes. I mean, if, if we we're at their level, I'm happy, we're happy. It's like it's like it's like like we're not even there. We're not even with the rest of the class. If we can just get with the rest of the class, we're happy. <laughs> That's all really? <what> we're asking. <laughs> we didn't just be with the rest of the class, you know. Um, um but you know, I know it's gonna come around. We all—I tell the guys that be patient with a little more. Um, mm-hmm. One year is going, going to open the doors, and I think next year, um, with a few things happening, and it should. So, continue to keep your passion. One thing about one thing about your passion and uh, being successful is that you just follow the passion; success is going to come. You follow your passion; success is going to come. And I'm an honest believing person on that. So, just keep doing what you do, and you get you going to get what you deserve. You know.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Harold, last, last thing I want to ask you is about your nutrition. Um, how many calories do you consume in prep and what about off season? Like, what's what is your um, like food intake like?
1: Um, um, my nutrition is in calorie intake, basically a breakdown of micros. Um, and I do my own. So I'm normally like a 200, 200, 200 carbs, 200 um, protein, um, 50 fats, and then I change that up when I'm when I'm, if I'm growing, I'm gonna be at 300 carbs, 250 protein, and 60 fats. And then when I'm leaning down, I'm gonna drop that down to maybe like right at, right at 180, 180 and 170 proteins fats. Mm-hmm. And about high, no, I'm sorry, to carbs, but I'm gonna drop my, I'm gonna push my fats up to like 80, 90. Um, so calories, you know, when you multiply the four and the nine to them, that's what they're that gonna be. But I don't worry about calorie intake. I, I know I, I, my my macros are where I need to be: my carbs, my proteins, my fats. I really focus on that. And I play with those a lot. I know my system. I know which one process fast. I know which one process slow. I've been doing it a while already. So, but the, the irony of it is, when I'm not prepping for a show, I, I lean down a little bit. Um, I don't carry heavy weight around in the chair because I'm really busy. I'm really busy. So I don't. I don't get big off season and then lean mm-hmm. down. M- m- for the most part, I ramp up when I'm getting ready for a show. Do you, I eat, size when
0: I'm do you eat clean off show. season, or do you like eat just like normal?
1: Um. Fifty-fifty, off-season, fifty-fifty. When you say clean, I don't eat no pork. I don't eat drink sodas. I mean, I stopped that in '92. No pork, no sodas in '92. Um, I'm always drinking a gallon, gallon half of water every day, every day. I mean, season, no season. Uh, we actually, when I get ready for a show, I'm getting ready. For, I'm doing like three gallons and two gallons. Um, and that's that's taxing being in the wheelchair. So you got to think about being in a wheelchair. You got to go to the restroom every every thirty minutes almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have my own business so it's, it's a little easier for me. Um um wing fries burgers I incorporate a burger in, even in, in my um in my prep. A part of my prep is gonna be a burger. I mean the certain bur- burger that I make, you know, it's a burger but the the, the macros that it consists of is already broken down in, in my on my daily uh, on consumption. Um and I don't eat pizza. I'm not a pizza guy. I don't eat a lot of dumb stuff. Um, I don't eat a lot of off stuff. I I, I just don't. I'm, I'm a tight person. Um, I know what I like. I must be there every day. If I go to my house every morning, I'm gonna go there every morning. Mm-hmm. And they know what I want. I come in and they know, they know I'm getting my bullet grits and my eggs and my and my chicken breast. And I mean, that is me. I'm, I'm consistent. I'm kind of like an old school guy, man. You ain't got, I, don't, I don't be trying all eat new stuff. When I don't do new dishes now. If I'm hungry, I want to eat something I know i I don't do a lot of new stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, like you know, obviously being in a in a wheelchair, you know, no matter how you how you break it down, it's like, it, it is more effort. You have to put in more effort, essentially, right? Just just to get through prep, you know. What I'm saying, like you mentioned, like going to the bathroom and stuff like that. All that, all those things add up, you know. Um, what is the secret to longevity being a, a wheelchair bodybuilder uh, in order to have a longer career in the sport?
1: I think it's really being careful, man. Um... All right, so the difference because I was doing a little bodybuilding before my car accident. Um, being in a wheelchair and being uh, have longevity, you gotta be cu- you gotta be careful. Yes, I lift heavy weight, but I'm not reckless. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 very I'm very cautious. If I feel something, if I'm in the middle of the workout and I'm doing good, if I feel something, tweak a little bit, I'm stopping. My wife would tell you "Right, she you okay?'" I said, "Nah, we're gonna stop right now. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm talking to somebody and I done got cold a little bit. And you know, you don't, you went between sets and you get cold. Oh, I stop the workout. If I'm cold and I don't feel it, I'm not gonna jump right back in and try to make it work. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm gonna stop. I'm straight up stopping. I'll come back tomorrow. Be a bit, we can fight tomorrow. You know, I'm not gonna tear myself up. So I don't have any strains, any pulls, anything, no tear muscles or nothing. Um, I think because of that, um, I use my wraps every time. I do my elbow sleeves now. Listen to Dexter use my elbow sleeves when I go heavy. And just being cautious, man. Don't 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 be that don't be that young that young joke in the gym trying to do something. Don't get me wrong. You you can lift um um heavy and cheat a little bit. I understand that. Yeah, a little cheating going on. But you gotta be strict first to get the, the form. know exactly how you need to do it. Now one cheat rep or one cheat set. Okay, okay. But know know what you're doing consciously, not unconsciously. Not unconsciously throwing weights and you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing and that's that's the thing that's gonna get you hurt. That's the thing on pull a muscle. that's the thing that's not gonna allow you to stay around for a long time. you know okay. start off and I tell people everybody to everybody start off doing five pound weights warming up for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes before you work out and I do it every time. I do three sets, I do three rounds of maybe six different little exercises that I that out that I do with a five a five pound weight, warm my shoulders, my elbows, my arms and my traps and my neck and just warming up. You got to warm up. And that's what a lot of people don't want. They run in the gym, they are late, um, and they throwing a heavy weight on it because they did it before. So they start off with two twenty five on the bench, and I'm like which is unheard of. Um, and wonder why their elbows and their, and their elbows and shoulders hurt. Visit GenerationIron.com for even more GI-exclusive content on all things bodybuilding, fitness, combat, and strength sports. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are downloaded.